remember when you loved what you did for a living and you got excited talking about it? The Portfolio Career Podcast is here to help. Help you find that next project, next idea, or next friend. Host David Davinsky will interview those that have optimized their careers for growth, resilience, and ultimately happiness. Tune in and let's have some fun. Hey y'all, I can't wait for y'all to listen to this episode, my first ever podcast episode with Kean Gardner. Kean talks about his four different jobs and skills and projects that he's working on all to create his portfolio career. Super impressive. He talks a lot about some transformative experiences along the way and that there's nothing stopping you to get your portfolio career. So check it out. Enjoy. Let me know what you think. Welcome to a portfolio career podcast. Your host, David Dubinsky, is here with Kean Gardner, my roommate. So... We were to go to a party tonight and someone says, hi, my name is Paul. Mm-hmm. And you say, hi, my name is Kian. Paul says, nice to meet you, Kian. What do you do? What do you normally tell people? So really, that's a, it's a great question. And I find myself trying to find one answer. And again, same with LinkedIn. Uh, one answer that can encompass the multiple areas of interest that I engage in or that I make money in or that I'm pursuing Hmm. and each are kind of bucketed a little differently so it's kind of what's a hobby right now I would consider as comedy so depending where I am um, and that's that's what's interesting it's kind of like this awareness the first questions I would have about that scenario is like all right I'm in the party I'm looking around what kind of party is it or how's this party branding itself is it a networking event or is it a casual crowd at like an art gallery or is it Really assessing who Paul is, too, and uh, that could be taking in his appearance, how I'm introduced to him, who introduced me to him, why he came up to me and asked that, uh, and, and I use all that to kind of dissect whether I should tell Paul, I have a property management company, and I manage multiple properties in Jersey City and uh, in the New York City area, but I focus on teaching people dance right now. And that could be just from looking at Paul and seeing, like, this could be someone where, like, my, my it might be the way Paul walks. Sometimes I can tell, like, de- depending on the kind of party Paul's at, um, he'd be someone that's interested in dance. So if I see people around that's dancing and he's not, that's someone I absolutely would position my, uh, my dance classes. And I tell him, uh, I have properties in Jersey City that I manage in the New York City area, uh, but... I actually love to teach people dance and host workshops and I teach people how to dance at a party online. And that usually gets people's eyes like, huh, what? Wow, that's different or that's weird or that's awesome. Um, if I'm at a dance community, very different. So if I'm among a lot of artists and, and there's dancers uh, mm-hmm. there, um, I, w- I still might share that. I would say, yeah, I've taught dance and I, I love to help people learn dance online. but. Uh, I actually sustained myself with a, a primary business I fell into, which helps pay the bills, and that's my property management business. And I've actually helped people with financial coaching in that arena. And that's because I know artists sometimes struggle to find ways to pay the bills. And they're actually more hungry or interested in skill sets that help them get consistent, sustainable income to fund their art, which I found a way to do. So it's kind of like it evolves based on who I'm talking to and how I'm bucketing certain skill sets. And that could be uh, beneficial, it could be something, I've seen it kind of in a way, I I envy people who have a great way of positioning all of them at once, uh, together, in one succinct answer, no no matter who they're speaking to. Hmm. And that's what I'm, I would say that's what I'm trying to learn how to do better. Uh, I have this instinct to try and like, 
pick black or white because I assume people think that way. So I'm like, I do this and this because it makes more sense in people's mind compared to presenting yourself as uh, I'm a, a world traveler who manages and owns properties in the greater New York City area, teach people finance coaching, teach people dance online, and love doing stand-up comedy. And that's a great way to introduce yourself, but it can segment you in so many ways where it's just, it's like, I think the focus or passion can be doubted because it's like, there is an element. If someone told me all that, depending on how well they pitch that, I could say, well, which one of those is he actually like serious about? People, people tend to think that way and you can be serious about all of them, but that's, I think the, the crux in pitching it properly. Absolutely. So context matters mm -hmm. and it also what you're trying to flex and or what you think will be beneficial for the conversation. Totally. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I'm not as good. I think a strength sometimes is like a lot of my business is referral based. It's some of those areas where one is very kind of I think with property management or my expertise and experience in Airbnb, which I'm known for, is that's kind of it's publishable in, a, in an easier way. Um, so if I'm not featured in dance magazines or if I'm not featured a certain way as a dancer, the expertise or credibility I have as a dancer is uh, more challenging to communicate, I think, or at least to have that assumption that like, oh, he's an expert dancer. But some people view me that way. It just depends on uh, what I'm able to share, how I'm able to, uh, how I'm able to command credibility in terms of how I'm able to share that in person. So saying it is one thing. It's kind of like if I were to actually pitch myself to Paul saying, I'm a dancer, I've done this, like I've opened for most deaf in the roots dancing, which is true. Like I've done some, I have some interesting, uh, credits in, in the world of dance, but, um, at least right now, how can I deliver value? That's definitely sometimes a challenge, at least for me. And it might just be, I don't have that expertise. I look forward to seeing other people with portfolio careers who kind of really double down on how they pitch four equally separate skill sets where they know they deliver value or if it's like an intersection of all four where in my case that would be a finance coach dance teacher traveling uh airbnb expert <laughs> so it's kind of you know it's a, who who does stand up as a hobby and likes to write comedy it's kind of an interesting intersection of like how do you make money doing all those at once which some people can do you know, if I had like dance finance workshop seminars where we're dancing and learning finance, that's where I can segment and pitch both together. But sometimes maybe it's uh, I make most of my money from doing this, but I'm actually super passionate about this other area or these other two areas. And that's where half of my energy goes, even though no money comes from it or uh, it's not necessarily how I pay bills, but it's how I love to give impact. And that's an area I'm developing. And I've got a lot of experience in it. And for some people, it's podcasting. You know, it's kind of, you pay the bills a certain way, but it's like, so in dance, it's like, oh, you make your living doing dance? And I'm like, no. But I dance way more than most people. And I've taught way more than most people. I've got products in dance way more than most people. But the way you make money in dance is different than the way you make money in property management. So you're look, if you're looking for dollars to validate what you do and to command authority or credibility, which a lot of people tend to do, that's where the challenge can be in like, how do I position myself and not go overboard or confuse people or, you know, to position it equally. And 
So you're looking for efficiency and ROI on, on your totally. time. And yeah. I'd also like to go back to that most deaf mm. part. <laughs> There's probably a pretty good story about that. I'd love to hear how that happened. And sure. uh, so yeah, every, every opportunity I think in entertainment that's come for me. Um, I've had a single uh, in music production on Hot 97. So this was years and years ago. But again, I tell people like I got a single on the radio. In, within that period, I was heavy into music production and dance, and I had representation at a talent agency in, uh, in Central Jersey, and I was doing mostly work in South Jersey, and uh, there was a show that the, ro- the, the Roots, Most Deaf, and Common were doing, and I had uh, a group that I was performing with that basically gave me time to do like a five-minute solo performance. Uh, within this group performance that they were doing 10 minutes of and because it was like a tit-for-tat kind of trade-off so my agency secured the work with the group the group really loved what I did and because I had music ready and could do the music production for the group I was in control of kind of the choreography and they weren't ready to some degree they didn't have enough practice time Um, and so it opened this doorway for me to kind of usher in of the 10 minutes we have to dance and open at this concert. Five minutes of it I could kind of give to myself if they couldn't fill the full 10 minutes. So I was able to just shoehorn in one of my solo performances I already kind of had ready into the whole mix. And then I was able to shine for like five minutes on my own and got like love from Common. So Common (laughs) as a rapper is actually a huge dancer. And he came out and break danced for a little bit with me. Like he kind of just interrupted the end of my performance (laughs) during the transitions grabbed the mic and was like, oh, he's got some moves and started doing windmills, which is something he always does. And he's a, he's a good dancer. He's a good break dancer. And uh, yeah, it was such a crazy opportunity. I mean, that was just through working with the talent agency. Um, a lot of that came about just from putting myself out there and doing talent shows. At the talent shows, I met, I was winning these talent shows and then I was getting uh, referrals for people who were in the audience or scouts and connections to different owners of agencies and they just referred me up the chain and I was young so I just said yes to everything without thinking of like what kind of future any of that meant never considered dance as like a future career for me I was just even back then I think I was a portfolio student so (laughs) I, I had so many different interests but dance was definitely one of them that I had so much fun with and just kept getting return on my efforts put into it said yeah. yes to everything yeah i was saying kind of just yes to everything then and that was an area where all my yeses just compounded like crazy i was making really good connections doing interesting beat competitions and just there was so much overlap between certain skills i was interested in and, and, and engaging with and now as you graduated from college in in 2007 yeah, I was a five-year uh, doofus, according to my dad. <laughs> I mean, he kids around, but he's to him it was such a big deal that I changed majors <laughs> and couldn't figure out what I wanted to do at the time. But uh, to my benefit now. But uh, yeah, so t- I spent two years at a community college in South New Jersey, was on a program called STARS, which was for if you were in the top 15% of your high school graduating class, then you could go to any community college for the first two years for free, maintain I think like a 3.3 or 3.4 GPA or higher, 
and then you could go on to any New Jersey public institution for free. I couldn't turn it down. I actually got accepted to NYU, um, and that was like my dream school because I was really into performance and getting so much return on being for my efforts in the enter entertainment industry. So I was like really gung ho about going into acting school at NYU until I saw you know, the sticker, uh, the sticker price. But uh, my family talked me out of that pretty quickly, realized this program existed, and so I went to that, that free schooling route. Well, after, you know, in the senior year of undergrad, what were you thinking was going to be your first job? How would you change your approach now, looking back on what's happened? So my senior year, or final year in college, it was a bit confusing because I did change majors, but I knew... My reason for changing majors is what drove a lot of my decision making the first few years. And then I wound up coming back uh, once I, several years ago, when I left the job I was at and started pursuing more of what we're now calling a portfolio career and working on projects I want to work on and figuring out ways to make income within them and how to communicate value and deliver it and let that sustain you. Uh, I was an acting major, so wanted to go to NYU, didn't happen, actually was an acting major at my community college, um, then continued on as an acting major for a year at my undergrad university, and then switched after the first year. And that was largely due to my parents because of my academic scholarship. I'm not blaming them. I mean, I, I had uncertainty within me and doubt, and I think my confidence just wasn't there, and I wasn't getting... Uh, wasn't setting myself up with the right role models. I didn't come from a community of entertainers professionally, and mm. even the agency I was working with was small and you know in Central Jersey, so it wasn't like anything major. And New York City intimidated me, and I just thought doing the math on paper, mm -hmm. uh, being an academic, and then coming from a military, very prudent, uh, traditional uh, family, um, they stressed the money. Uh, issue to me and kind of making sure I'm combining or considering other degrees that have more strict or tangible value in the real world. So I changed my major to business, which I don't regret. I mean, it's, it's largely helped me connect and value the relationships like the one we have. And I might never be connected to certain people I am now uh, without that. But that influenced my senior year, my decision to go into uh, account management or seek project management jobs, uh, seek out technology companies and security and good pay. And um, I did have loans because I was operating a recording studio at my own apartment while I was in school. So because I was going to school for free, the money we had put aside both from my family and my own uh, went and some loans went towards furnishing a studio. So I obviously still had all these interests on the side that I was pursuing actively through loans and other uh, means, but was getting my degree in something more versatile. So I was trying to mitigate risk from both ends and uh, segmenting my interests in the same way. When I first started working, I was really concerned about paying off those loans. I just thought it's gonna be impossible to live in New York City, I'm not gonna make a life for myself. I wasn't meeting enough people that were working on many projects at once and thriving. And I think it wasn't until I, that started to become a reality until we started to see uh, the voices and kind of blog community explode and we started to, podcasting began to explode and we started seeing this 
rise of voices and different lifestyles and different ways of accomplishing what you want out of life and how you want to help people and deliver value to society, uh, that's when it became more of a reality to me. And I was in my office job at the time and started digesting this content and really started realizing, man, there's people out here that I can connect with and ask questions of if, and to learn the things I felt like I couldn't learn when I was in school that might have changed my path. So to answer your question about what I would change or how I would communicate that differently, I think now there's no excuse to tell myself then, at least with the content that's out now, that you can be aggressive in developing those relationships, asking those questions, and anything you feel you are uncertain about, the answer is out there now. And I think it was then too, but uh, it was a greater hurdle uh, to getting that information or there was a, there was a greater barrier, you know, you, you'd have to walk through the mud more in order to get certain answers. But now I think there's no mud. There's mm. really, it's just put on your shoes and go get the answer. Like not as difficult as it used to be, but I think that would, that would be something I'd consider from the outset, which probably would have influenced how I spent my time, maybe even the type of job I got, um, the community I insert myself into when I came to New York and got my first job definitely would have had a maybe a faster impact on getting me to where I am now. I could have said a four years spent doing what I did, it might have happened in two. Mm. And then it would be, I'd be two years ahead now, depending on the projects I've worked on and built and momentum in certain areas, two more years of experience in developing those. Mm. So that would be invaluable, I think, for young people now or people fresh out of college. It's like architecting that path, the bumpers have been taken off. And that's because when you're at the ladders, you started to see blogging and new lifestyles starting totally. to come out. And then what area or what project or what skill or what way to make money or create value are you most focused on in the next couple of months? An area I've realized that I've strayed away from to some degree, at least in actively developing and uh, creating an original voice within it. And it's funny I say voice because it is dance. So it's kind of like I'm, I'm actually coming back to a mode of growth and development personally in dance and, excuse me, becoming a craftsman again within dance, whereas I was a professional within dance for a while. And it's, at least with creatives, it's very difficult, I think, to... You need to switch between both modes. But there's uh, certain mindsets that are required... Uh, in order to do or execute certain necessary parts of uh, a craft and and to be successful at it, I think, to create value with it. So it's like you can you can go play sports all you want all day but uh, and train and execute the physical end of it. But to sit down and to study the tape and to become more intelligent at the sport and to become a better team member within mm -hmm. it and then therefore because you're a better team member within the sport, you can actually go to institutions that fund the sport and you're on a team and you're or coaching or you're doing something in a capacity that delivers value and then garners an audience and then you've got business you've got a transactional element to it so but to do all those things it's different mindsets on uh, and mentalities so for me with dance i think professionally i was doing fine i was building products i was uh, creating my online course i was securing one-on-ones i was doing the communication end of it but as far as like my ability and um, taking what I teach further and 
uh, opening up my toolbox and opening up, therefore, the audience I work with and potentially uh, uh, gaining those skills that makes me more attractive to institutions and makes me a better team player within dance. So again, I've been doing this solo for a while, but I actually miss mm. being able to go choreograph with teams and go choreograph for projects and not just work one-on-one with people who, uh, or groups that just want to learn how to dance at a party. Uh, it's freeing, it's meditative mm. dance, like just the craft. So I'm spending a lot of time kind of physically working on that. But in order to do that, I need to figure out a way to scale or outsource those activities I was handling on my own. So at least Referrals for one-on-ones, venues and opportunities for interesting workshops. Uh, I have talks uh, that I've given on the relationship between proprioception, which is your body's awareness and of how it moves through physical space and how that translates to increased nonverbal communication skills for professionals. Mm -hmm. So I have kind of unique value uh, I've created and furnished for different opportunities and audiences and venues but I can't spend as much time doing that so I would say the biggest thing that could help me is if if you believe in my dance if you know I'm a good dancer and you've seen me if you know I teach well and you want to support me in that arena being able to help me scale I think how I make money from dance while I actually gain the benefits of working at my craft kind of solo and then with groups of just dancers and actually becoming a, a greater craftsman within dance is a win-win. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, that, that I'm trying to learn, even if, even if it's advice or ways to kind of take the coaching to the next level based on students that have already taken it, um, or if you haven't taken it and you have questions about it, even just talking about it really helps me. As you reflect back, is there some, an unexpected source of influence or or inspiration to you that it's a good question so the ideas right the concepts of mastery consistency and working on a small level and focusing on small wins anything in that arena whether it's Gary V whether it's the idea of just daily kind of quantity you know not being so outcome oriented enjoying the practice but focusing on the practice and each day what you're getting out of that practice. So there's several, I think, lots of resources that talk about that. Um, there's lots of tools out there. So if, for, if it's writing, it's, uh, what is it, 500 words, I think, um, which is kind of like a daily 500 words. If it's dance, uh, at least I used to host Saturday morning, excuse me, dance parties, uh, which I was doing myself that was born out of one of my challenges was dance every day for two hours just for fun <laughs> in my home. So I'd put on music and literally just dance around for two hours. Like, even if it was just shaking my hips, I usually pick two hours of new music I'd never heard and just that I'd kind of kill two birds with one stone. But uh, yeah, connecting what you get out of that daily practice and how it develops and enjoying that development is like something I think we've lost. A lot of people lose that. It's so easy now to look big, to think, oh man, I see Gary V operating at this level. You start to work on everything at once instead of doing what Gary Vee did, which was get his hands dirty in marketing for like 20 years with his wine business. And he built that first. It was like, you know, before opening up an agency and doing books and doing talking and doing this and doing that and doing social media, he daily did a practice of getting very, very good at understanding digital marketing 
a day, you know, I'm sure a day at a time and just getting his hands dirty with a business mm -hmm. where he could experiment and learn with that. And several professionals, I'm sure, operate the same way and they've let that compound. It's kind of like ownership over every single day I know I'm capable of doing this because I built myself to be able to do that. Yeah, and I think that's important no matter what it is. Daily commitments, anything oriented around that has been like, has really resonated with me mm. in the last year and it's something I have actively tried to prioritize. Mm. So I want to say thank you for my first ever podcast. I'm very Ooh. excited that it was with you and very grateful for it. And for people that want to support you on the many projects that you're working on and some ideas around dance that you're really looking to dive deeper in in the coming weeks and months, how can people reach out to you? Connect with me on Facebook. I'm Kean Keeks. Uh, and email, keeks at gmail.com. And Instagram, because I Kean, K-E-A-N. Uh, you can message me through those three. I'm pretty active on all three. And look forward to hearing from anyone who wants to dive deeper. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kean. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, man.